It's 11.30 a.m. and you're listening to WKDU, the Black Experience in Music in Progress here. Greetings and we welcome you once again to Community Spotlight, where we share news that you can use, whether it be for information, entertainment, or motivation. We're a weekly program that airs here every Sunday at the same time. Also, we ask that you stream us for a better listening experience. You could do that at www.wkdu.org slash listen now. I'm Sherry Pennington. I am your host. I'm the founder and creator of Community Spotlight. And every week we bring something to you that we hope that you guys will enjoy and be able to benefit from. So today you probably heard all of our announcers continually announce about an upcoming series of events that's going to be happening in the city of Philadelphia. It is a much needed um, action, actually, to help with the gun violence that is going on here. And uh, today we have in the studio with us people from Philadelphia Truce, the men from Philadelphia Truce, Mom Mazzy Kasher. He's the co-founder and executive director of Philly Truce, um, all Aldea News. Um, also, he's a 2023 Change Maker Entrepreneur of the Year. Also with us is Stephen Pickens, co-founder and president of Philly Truce. He's the director of strategic partnerships. And Jamal Johnson, anti-gun violence activist, one of Philadelphia's magazine's 100 most influential people of 2023. And as we stated, uh, the purpose of this really is to just help curtail what's going on in the city of Philadelphia in terms of the gun violence. So we're going to jump into it and just try to find out a little bit more about the brothers before we get started. You know, we've had them on several other times before. I never met them in person before, so it's good to finally meet you, and we'd like to welcome you here to WKDU. Thank you, Sherry. Thanks yeah. for having us. Thank yes. Yeah. So anything else you want to tell us? I know somebody's a firefighter. State your name and tell us any other uh, tidbit that you might want to tell us. Uh, well, you know, um, my, my most of my professional career prior to now uh been an entertainment, recording artist, songwriter, things of that nature. Um, and so basically for me, this is uh, kind of putting a lot of ideas that I used to express artistically into action in real life. So this is kind of a natural progression for me uh, as an activist. Okay, and that's yep. Mazzy. And- yep. Yes. Um, thank you for having us uh, this morning, Sherry. Um, yes, I'm Stephen Pickens, as you mentioned. Um, I'm, I've been with the Philadelphia Fire Department um, for the past 20 years, and this work has definitely um, heightened my awareness and level of the need for more community involvement. So, um, you know, we hear about interracial police shootings or homicides, but we have a much larger problem than that when you know people that look the same constantly can take one another's lives but more so than that the outcry and intolerance isn't as great so this is just my way of again looking just to save lives as I've already been you know as a career doing um, over the past 20 years and just a genuine concern for humanity excellent and Jamal 
Yes, my name is Jamal Johnson. Stop Killing Us, SKU. And uh, what we're doing is an extension of things I've done throughout the city. I've uh, confronted uh, quite a few people about this gun violence to try to see what we could do to subside it, up to and including the uh, mayor, the governor, uh, our fellow citizens, our legislators in D.C. Uh, I've reached out to all of them personally to try to see if they can see how much this is impacting us. And we're hoping that what we're about to do will do something to put a dent in this unfortunate situation. Okay, excellent, excellent. So we're here primarily to discuss the Operation Hug the Block, yeah. which is 77 nights of addressing the most violent impacted blocks in the city of Philadelphia. Right. And it's a nightly, it's going to be a nightly peace patrol. Correct. So let's jump into that and talk about that. First of all, how did you come up with the location of the top 15. I know you went to database of some sort. We're right. Information. Um, so for the past like year and a half, there's been a coalition called the 57 blocks coalition, uh, which originated out of the DA's office. And I, I think the impetus for that was actually a story from the inquiry where they first, uh, identified the, 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 that there were 57 blocks in the city, which had, 10 or more shootings since 2015. Mm -hmm. um, and then since they've begun, uh, it's now called the 57 plus blocks because since they started, another 20 blocks have come onto the list um, identified as having 20, I'm sorry, 10 or more shooting incidents since 2015. So that's where we get the, that's how we identify where we're going to be. Um, the DA's office did provide us with that list in terms of uh, what those blocks are, how many shootings, what police district and what council district they fall in. And so we were just able to organize it. It really was already organized, but just kind of move things around a little bit so that logistically we can have the most impact, meaning, um, you know, if we had brought in Erie one night, the next night we had brought in like combing, which is, you know, almost a hunting park. And so that's really all we had to do was to organize it a little bit to make uh, the, the impact trail a little bit around certain neighborhoods. So that's, that's, uh, that's yeah, okay. that's where the data came from. Yep. And so what's the approach that you guys are going to take and tell us exactly what we mean about hug the block. Go ahead, Jamal. Okay, well, basically what we're trying to do is be a presence in the community also. We also want to motivate the community to get involved um, while we're there and after we leave. Because as we know, a lot of people don't feel safe in the city anymore. And we want them to know that it's the, community also, the community also has a responsibility to help us out in this endeavor. So what we're going to do is we're going to be present on these blocks that has already been designated. We're going to reach out to people who may be out there that time of evening that would like to join us. We're not out there to confront, get in confrontations, try to act like police, but we are going to be a presence in the community. We are going to invite the community. And the thing is that once we're out there overnight, hopefully with no type of incidences, we will show to the people that it's okay to come out in the day and take and be back into your communities like we used to be before all this uh, carnage started. Mm-hmm. So what does the presence look like in terms of the number of people that may be on the block? What are you going to be doing on the block from 10 to 4 a.m.? Exactly. So we're going to have a base, uh, uh, 
on each block. We'll have a base, and from that base, we'll make hourly patrols of the perimeter of the, of the block. So depending on the numbers at any given hour, uh, we'll determine how uh, how deep we are, for lack of a better word, as we move through the blocks. But regardless, there will be an hourly uh, patrol on the perimeter of the block, and the base will be there. People can come and sign up and uh, recruit themselves for future uh, engagement. People can come and, and get signage that they can put in their window to show that they uh, support what we're doing. And people can also come and get help with conflicts. They might be um, needing assistance with mediating and mitigating because we will be there um, able to take and collect information as well. But the primary purpose of being there is visible deterrence, right? So, for example, the first night is at Broad and Erie. We set our base in front of the library, 3720 North Broad Street. Um, from there, we make a perimeter down to Erie, around to 15th, up, back across Butler, back down Germantown, back back to the base. We do that once an hour. And depending on um, some guidelines that Jamal and I are still uh, working out, I mean, people will expect to see flashlights and hear certain chants. Uh, you know, this is my community. I'm responsible for what happens here you know, how it looks here, what I do here, things of that nature, or, you know, whether we want safe streets, when do we want them now? All we, we basically going to be a, a hybrid of visible deterrence, vigilance, and disruption. Whatever it takes uh, to let people know that we there and that really, most importantly, they need to know if they don't know, they live on one of the most violent blocks in the city, which if you in Philadelphia means one of the most violent blocks in the nation. Okay. And from there, and the last thing I'll say, what Jamal said is everybody should be thinking about how they're going to replicate what we're doing in some form or fashion to reclaim their community. This is a, a modeling uh, exercise. You understand what I'm saying? So my question is yeah. 10 p.m., to yeah. 4 a.m. and you're going to be out there chanting, I'm calling the police. <clears throat> no, but seriously, why did you choose that time? People are because in bed it, or except for maybe, you know, I don't, why did you it's, choose it's, that it's, time? It's two reasons. One is what Jamal stated, right? If we what? could be out there uh, at any time of the night, right? Um, then certainly you don't have an excuse why you can't come out and reclaim your neighborhood in the daytime hours. Secondly is... Incidents happen overnight, particularly on the weekends, right? Yeah. So, but the whole the whole exercise is in vigilance, is invisible deterrence, and the community self responsibility. So, uh, I I think any black and brown person in this city can see, ain't nobody breaking their neck to uh, determine that this is an emergency or in a crisis. So, if we can't set the example um, and we can't do this for ourselves. I think we can rest assured that it won't get done. So, yeah. Huh? I guess we just said that. You want to address it? Yes. Certainly. Yeah. Okay, I would like to add in a, uh, what he said, the last part about us having to take care of this problem. We also want to alert the politicians in our city that these areas need their attention. Um, I know we're being told that uh, there's 20% less homicides in the city, but there are areas that are still being devastated by this gun violence. And we don't want to get to be too apathetic to 
to the point where we think everything's being taken care of. So this is another thing we want to highlight. We want to include. We want to yell to those lawmakers and legislators, we still need your help. So when you say 77 um, nights, you mentioned the weekend, and probably more people are out that hour during the weekend. What 77 nights are you talking about? Every night or weekend nights or... 77 consecutive nights. So every night. From Tuesday, August 22nd, mm-hmm. till Election Day. And the reason it is the way it is is because if the city takes this seriously, no, whoever wins, whether it's uh, David O. or, like people assume, Sherelle Parker, neither one of them should be able to slide in the office um, without having a heightened awareness and a mandate to address this first and foremost. Because it was big talk during the campaign. Now people assume, like always, well, the Democrat won. Ain't nobody really campaigning. I don't know what David O is doing. I, I feel like Sherelle probably just like she got it wrapped up, right? So if the city let this happen, it ain't no ain't no impetus for the next administration to get excited. Because they were like, we're we going to still be in Kenny mode, which is totally unacceptable. So people got to come out and take this seriously. And if we make some noise and wake them up, so what? How many parties been on your block? I mean, I just rolled past 18th and Diamond the other day. I thought I was at a discotheque. So making noise at night ain't a problem in Philadelphia. <clears throat> and it's been done before. Okay. We've actually gone out at midnight, started at midnight mm-hmm. in the back of a truck loud on 22nd Lehigh Avenue to proclaim with the background of Teddy Pendergrass, wake up everybody. Mm-hmm. But the reality is we have people dying on our streets and everyone has got to get a sense of urgency and outrage about this and stand up and stand out against it. Okay, so who will be participating during the walking uh, patrolling? Who's a part of the Peace Patrol? You have other organizations joining you? Uh I can tell you who's been invited. The National uh, Black Police Association, the Guardian Civic League, the FOP, the Philadelphia Police, Commissioner Outlaw, everybody on City Council, the 57 Blocks Coalition, Frontline Dads, Black Men Community Council, Nice Town CDC, the Charles Foundation. Everybody's invited. Everybody's been impacted. And everybody lost somebody or uh, knows somebody that lost somebody. It's been, uh, since 1973, an average of 350 homicides a year. That's 17,000 bodies right there. If we going to act like we don't know one of them people or don't love one of them people and we can't get one representative for each one of them persons, then we don't want nothing better. So everybody's invited. And I'd like to say that I've reached out to the Majlis Shura, which is the governor body for the majority of the masjids in the city of Philadelphia. And I've invited them to join in with us. Uh, We're still in talks about that. I've also reached out to different religious denominations. This is not exclusive of any race or religion. If you're from Philadelphia, you could become a victim of this gun violence. So we all have to come together to address it. Okay, so all these invitees, do you have any confirmations as of yet? I will will acknowledge who's been the most... uh... Supportive and receptive, Councilmember Jamie Gautier. Okay. Uh, uh, Councilmember Kiana Johnson has uh, taken some steps to to support us. Um, 
Uh, I'm not sure if I had. Uh, surprisingly, out of the blue, a Walnut Hill College, formerly the restaurant school, has uh, stepped up to say, what can we do? Okay. And then we have other groups like, uh, what is that called? Philly Peace Day. I mean, people are starting to chime in, um, but, you know, this is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yep. Politically, David O. has said he will also participate. Okay, so I was just curious who's going to, you know, just be in that patrol, what the number look like in terms of the number of people patrolling, but I see it's still a work in progress, but you guys said, irregardless, that you're going to be there. Is my understanding. Is that a true statement? That's a true statement. That's okay. a, yeah, that, that goes without saying. So we yes. thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, so how can I find out if my block is one of the blocks impacted? Also, will there be any type of calendar posting of when you'll be where? Yep. The calendar is posted at phillytruce.com. Um, you go to the tab that says Hug the Block, Operation Hug the Block. The full calendar is laid out. Okay. Every block is laid out by the hundred. Um, and it's, it's you know, there's a video there that shows you sequentially also uh, which day. So people can know uh, we start around Brewer in the 8th District and the 39th Police District, 8th Councilmatic District. Um, so Brewer and Erie, Brewer Lycoming, Germantown, St. Paul, uh, Sleepy Hollow or Happy Hollow, Wayne and... Um, Whatever that is up there, oh. and then I think uh, I, I, you know, I don't know from there, but you can, you can, you can look ahead. Go to phillytruce.com, um, Operation Hug the Block, and find your, find your block, and not, you know, find your your aunt's block too, and your grandmom's block, and the block next to your block, and if you live in uh, the twenty fourth police district, just about any block will do. <clears throat> also, we're distributing flyers in the blocks that we're going to be going to because they don't know we will be coming. So if they like to, they can join us. At least they'll be aware we're in the area, the event they want to interact with us. Okay. You can also find us on Instagram or on Facebook, um, at Philly Truce, and look uh, look us up there as far as the scheduling, and also please follow us. And in terms of the schedule, it starts um, this week, right? Next Tuesday at 10 p.m. Tuesday at 10 p.m. The 22nd, yes, yeah, so you can go to phillytruce.com. So I want to ask each of you individually, what steps uh, do you think that the community can take to help stop gun violence, if that's a fair question, to address the root causes of gun violence? Again, the question is, what steps do you think need to be taken to address the root cause of gun violence? Anybody? Steve wants to speak. Okay, Steve. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me yeah, point yeah, Steve yeah. out, y'all. No, yeah, yeah, no you said individually, so yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, I want each of y'all to just whatever. I'm sure you thought about it. And... Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the steps well, that I've taken and that I invite other community members, especially in the city of Philadelphia, Delaware, Maryland, wherever you are, because this is not just a Philadelphia problem, but we're addressing it here first, is that, you know, it's just a matter of um, – really interrupting your normal schedule, your day-to-day life. If uh, if this really means, you know, something to as much as to you as it does for us, that, you know, you just, we can't act like and go along like it's not happening. It really is happening. So we just don't have the luxury anymore to not 
be uncomfortable or to continue like, you know, it's not my problem or anything like that. It's all of our problems. So if we could just change that mindset and wake up to the fact that we we this just like during COVID, everything was interrupted. We need to be interrupted for this cause. Okay. Anybody else want to? Uh, I would say that over the past few years, I personally with others have been out protesting and rallying on the streets after every homicide. And so the reason I did that was for the, a presence. We need, I felt and I feel that we need a presence in the community. That's one reason why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. We got to have, we have to start having people back in the street, at least as a visible deterrence to some of this crime. And I believe that the city, if the city would put a, a mass of people, even if there's people on their own block, mm-hmm. just be on their block, sit on their step, just be present. I think that would be a deterrent. And I think that if we could do that throughout the whole city, even if the people get paid to do it, I personally feel and have voiced this to city council that I think this would be a great deterrent to stop some of this gun violence. Hmm. Well, you know, would it be? And the reason why I'm saying this, what's the deterrent now? People just shooting uh, in neighborhoods and playgrounds. You know, they don't care who's present, who's playing ball or passing out papers, you know, I I mean, okay, that's fine. I would like you to. I know I didn't let you speak, Monty, but. What was the question again? No, that's okay. The other one was what can people do? What's the root cause? uh, I mean, I think the root causes are several. We know that. I mean, we could, we could go back to, you know, slavery and white supremacy and self-loathing and self-hatred and all those things that uh, make it possible for us to fall in to some of these patterns. Um, I think for right now, um, in terms of like a comprehensive solution for a city like Philadelphia, and uh, this is something that I threw out there at the beginning of the primary season, is, you know, from a top-down approach, we have to be realistic about... um, who really lives here and, and what we're really dealing with. I mean, right now, if you think about gentrification and how that shuffled neighborhoods and communities over the past dozen to 15 years, I mean, Philadelphia looks totally different. Um, I know there was a great deal of planning and investment that went into that uh, vis-a-vis the 2035 plan back in 20, 2010, 2011. And so we need that same type of planning and investment Um to bring socioeconomic parity in terms of who really lives in this city, right? We're talking about a 65% uh, black and brown city, 44% African-American, 15 Latino, 7% Asian. We're talking about a majority black and brown city. And, um, you know, they they operating as though um, that's not the case. So we, we, we have to... We have to really lean on this next administration to um, really put some things into play that are long-term, 25, 50-year um, plans to turn this around. And when we deal with the education, um, we're talking about 23% of poverty and 50% of our people not even graduating high school. Right. So if if we really want a a different city, we got to invest in and plan for a different city. You know, 
and it starts with education and, and, and all of those types of things that will or will not make the kind of people um, who are desperate enough to, to kill in the streets. That, that, that's the solution for me. Right now, in terms of uh, stopping the hemorrhaging, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't see anything other than the types of things we've been involved in, which is doing our damnedest to engage the community to organize, to be uh, a palpable voice and force that the administration has to take seriously. And I think right now, um, the reason why I'm personally committed to this next 11 weeks, day in, day out, or night in, night out, is because I do believe that um, we have within us and among us everything we need to really come together and press this issue in as close to one voice as we can. And so I'm, I'm putting my time out there. I'm putting my energy out there. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm trusting that we will get the momentum and the traction we need. And, uh, the city of Philadelphia will, will, uh, speak for itself, um, whether or not they want something different or not. Not necessarily the politicians, but the people. If the people really want something different, um, here's an opportunity to jump in. And, and I'll close with this. Um, it's a lot of comments coming in um, on, on Instagram. I pray they be safe and keep up the good work. That's not going to be enough this time, y'all. Mm-hmm. You're going to need to come outside. You're going to need to send your sons. If you're one of these moms cuddling your little boys. You're going to need to send them out uh, and tell them to be a part of this change. We appreciate the thoughts and the prayers, but it ain't going to be enough this time. You got to put some skin in the game. Thank you very much. I just I just wanted to um, address before um, as he started you um, a question or a comment that was made. Yeah. And I, I talk to black men. I'm a black man. But at this point, at this stage in time, uh, any black or brown man, um, so many of them that I speak to, like yesterday, someone asked me, like, well, what are we going to do with the kids? If we're at a point in time where a black man or a brown man don't know what to do with the kids, then we're at a sad state. And the bottom line is we're not going to event our way from out of you, you the uh, epidemic of homicide. So that's why we're calling for the black and brown men to come out and be in your community. Whether what th- This city is our, is our community. It's not whether we live on this block or that block, this whole city is our community and it, we're being affected the most and impacted. So that's so if they want to join you, um, how did they join? Go to phillytruce.com. You hit Operation Hug the Block and then you sign up and that'll show you every 77 days. You could pick every block you want to be out, even if you don't not sure you're going to make it or just pick them all. And every okay. night... We're going to send a text reminder. Hey, we at this block. You said you was coming. Come on with it. And um, that's that's all you got to do, man. If The thing that is the most challenging this, in this uh, type of activity is, is getting out there the first time. But once you get out there the first time and you see it's only to a certain extent are you really... I'm walking through the reality uh, of what you see on the news. The news is so condensed and, and, and sensationalized 
that some of the fear is, is a little bit unwarranted. Some of the fear is manufactured. We've been out in the streets in Kensington. We've been out in the streets in the, the so-called badlands. We've been, and I mean, what's out there? People. More than anything, it's people. People that's hurting, people that's hungry, people that's angry, but it's people. And it's people most of the time that look like us. And more often than not, if you approach them the right way, um, what's the worst you're going to get? Nah, I'm cool. What's the best you're going to get? Oh, for real? Let me see that. Okay. All right, now. So we've been speaking with uh, members, founders of Philly Truce. And it seems like everything is right there at the website. Should you want to find out more information about the Operation Hug the Block? So we have like a minute to go. And um, any final word, thought, anything? Come on out. We need you to come on out. There you go. I just wanted to say that this is a collaboration between Philly Truce and Stop Killing Us. And we welcome all organizations, agencies, individuals to come out and join us. No one is excluded at all. Excuse me, excluded. Gotcha. And if you absolutely refuse to come out, send us some money. Go to (laughs) phillytruce.com and hit donate. We out here for everybody. Everybody. Yes, we thank you so much for all of your continued efforts. And, yeah, I pray for peace, too, for you, me, the whole city of Philadelphia. Thank you, you know, sir. I really do. So we thank you for coming. We thank you to the listening audience for listening to Community Spotlight here at WKDU.